I'm Bill Thompson, and this is Eye on Books. Do you know how to apologize? It sounds so simple. Just say, I'm sorry, right? Well, not necessarily. Sometimes a proper, sincere apology can be much more complicated, more nuanced. So let me ask you again. Do you know how to apologize? Lauren Bloom is an attorney, an expert on professional ethics, and an ordained interfaith minister. She knows something about apologies from a moral standpoint, an ethical standpoint, even from a legal standpoint. And her book is called Art of the Apology. It started out as an article. Um, in addition to being an interfaith minister, I'm also an attorney. And I have worked for many years with clients who handled huge amounts of money, which meant that if something went wrong and they were sued, they could lose everything. And over time, I discovered that rather than immediately hunkering down into a defensive posture when something went wrong, it made more sense for them to go to their clients and say, look, I'm sorry, what can we do to make amends? It was very effective. In incidentally, the medical profession has had a similar experience. They're way ahead of business on this score. And so I started what I thought was going to be an article for clients on how to do this mm -hmm. in case, you know, I was out of the office or something. And I started thinking about it and thought, well, but we really need to cover this. And well, what really goes into an effective apology? And if I'm going to do it, what's my best medium? And I kept writing, and then my fiancé and some friends got into the act and said, well, what about a chapter on learning from your apologies? What about you know, apologizing to yourself? And the next thing I knew, I had a manuscript on my hand. <laughs> and you said to the publisher, I'm sorry, this book is really getting too big. <laughs> uh, there, you know, I had, Even before I cracked your book open, I had a thousand questions because apologizing is one of those things that there is an art to it. There is clearly a time and place when you need to apologize, but it's not always clear to whom, in what form, should I make just a simple I'm sorry, or do you have an explanation? Do you make excuses? I was drunk at the time. I'm sorry. That one doesn't yeah. fly. <laughs> but, well, you know, we heard Dennis Rodman say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to insult uh, you know, the, the gentleman who's being held by North Korea, but I was really tired and drunk at the time. Yeah, um, and he wonders why he's on suspension. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but are are there times when, are there times when you just you you have you know, there, I, I guess I'm kind of asking this badly because I know from experience there are times when I have had to really call upon something deep inside me to, you know, it it, it takes real force to to will myself to approach somebody and just say, I'm sorry. Well, it can. And I guess that's why I went from ideas for a book to the book itself. There are a lot of reasons why people won't apologize. Sometimes they think it'll make them look weak. Sometimes they're so embarrassed by what they did, they just sort of hope it's going to blow over. Um, it doesn't, but they hope it will. Sometimes they just don't have the words, or they don't quite know how to organize their thoughts. And what the book will do for someone in that situation is say, okay, what am I really sorry for? What do I need to do to make amends? How am I going to do this? What am I going to say? Do I do it in person? Do I do it by phone? And so once you're ready to make that apology, you've kind of got things mapped out, and you can feel more confident in your ability to do it right. Is there ever a time when you're not clear on what you're apologizing for? Uh, there can be. Um, you can tell when someone else is upset with you, and you mm -hmm. really don't know what you did. Or you think you know, but you're not quite sure. That's why it's so important to listen when you make an apology, because you may find out that what you're apologizing for is different than you thought. This is... I hate to say, almost the stuff of sitcoms. It can be. It's, you know, where, where the, the, the wife says, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. And it, we've turned that kind of into a punchline, but I'm sorry, sometimes that, that works. <laughs> it does. But, you know, ultimately, it's all about sincerity. 
And if you are yourself sincere and the other person believes you are sincere, they may start from, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. But eventually, assuming they want to stay in relationship as much as you do, they're going to tell you because they're going to recognize that you're genuinely regretful and that you want to make things right. Now, sometimes I've been embarrassed because my apology has taken so long to issue forth from my mouth. I'm The worse, the longer you wait, the worse it gets. And then making an apology seems like a huge exercise. Is, is there a statute of limitations? I don't think so. Um, I think, I mean, there can be. And, you know, certainly if you and the other person have, have gotten to a point where you're bumping along again, maybe. But I will also tell you that apologies delayed are better than apologies denied most of the time. Some time ago, I received an apology on Facebook from a woman I had known in elementary school who had done something really, really ugly when we were kids. Did, and, you, did you remember it? Oh, yes. <laughs> it didn't, and, and I didn't really blame her for it. I mean, we were children. It's been a long time. I haven't seen her in decades. But nonetheless, I really appreciated that apology. And I think I got the sense from it that she felt better. You know, both of us walked away with her feeling that the burden of guilt had been lifted and me feeling as if I had been seen and respected. Maybe late, but better that than not at all. I remember apologizing to my little brother for something I did when we were kids. He had no recollection of the incident whatsoever, but it was something that had been hanging over my head for 40 years. Well, and for what it's worth, I made an apology to someone else from elementary school for something I had done in sixth grade. And he wrote me back on Facebook saying, well, I'd completely forgotten about it, but we're cool. <laughs> and that's fine. I would much rather be in that situation mm -hmm. than go on thinking that this person had been injured by me and, ha and had carried lasting scars because of it. This way I know I feel better. He knows that somebody cared enough to write even after all these years. And we both walk away better people. Now, with the flood of celebrity and politician apologies, which seem to be growing every day, have we as a society reached some sort of cynicism about apologies that we hear the words, I'm sorry, but we don't, something in us says, you're just saying that. You're just trying to get past this. You're not, you don't really believe that. Well, I think we have, but I think that's because so many of the celebrity and particularly political apologies are botched so badly. <laughs> I think if they were doing it right, we'd believe them. And I have seen some celebrity apologies that work pretty well. Like? Um, well, like Hugh Grant, for instance. When he embarrassed himself with the prostitute, he went on, I believe it was Letterman, and sat down. And, of course, he dithers very well anyway. And it's hard to believe he could be malicious under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. But he went on camera, and he explained that he'd been an idiot, and he felt like an idiot. And he apologized to his fans and told them that he had apologized to Elizabeth Hurley. And by the time he got off camera, we were already to give, give him a hug and a cup of tea and take him back. Now, part of that is actors can be very good in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. You know, Letterman himself, when he had to make his apology for things that he had done many years before when he was single, but nonetheless, it was gross, did, I thought, a very good job of speaking directly to the camera and saying, look, I did things I'm really ashamed of, and I'm sorry. I have spoken to my wife. I have apologized to my wife. That's a separate issue, but I want you to know that I've done it. But I also owe you, my viewers, an apology for really horrible behavior a few years back. When you make an apology, are there certain words you must say? And I re I, let me preface this by saying, John Stewart the other day played a clip of Chris Christie's apology. And you know how John Stewart will narrate along with the clip that he's showing, and he shows Chris Christie saying, this is not the my administration, this is not what I stand for, and John Stewart saying, and I'm sorry. And of course, Chris Christie never said the words, I'm sorry. It wasn't that interesting. He said, I apologize, and that's not bad. 
You know, I tell people, say, I'm sorry, or if you're speaking for a company or something, we're sorry, or I apologize. I think that's a reasonable substitute. Mm -hmm. Where I think Chris Christie went wrong is he said, I apologize. I take responsibility for my staff and for what went wrong. Here are the things I'm doing to make amends and to make sure that it will never happen again. And then it all of a sudden became all about him. He fired his deputy chief of staff, not because she inconvenienced and maybe endangered the citizens of his state, but because she lied to him. He started talking about how he was heartbroken, he'd been betrayed, he felt bad, he was upset. In Singer's terms, it was me, 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 me. And by the time he got around to, and oh, by the way, the citizens of New Jersey didn't deserve this, we all knew what he was really upset about, and it wasn't them. And that was the problem. When you make an apology, it has to be about the person or the people receiving the apology, not about how bad you feel about having messed up and proved that you were human after all. What about the comedian who issues some ethnic stereotypical joke or something and apologizes, quote unquote, by saying, gee, I'm sorry if anybody was offended by that. Oh, if is a deadly word when it comes to apologies. I'm sorry if or I'm sorry but. Just takes the steam right out of it. Because what you're really saying is, I'm not really sorry, you're just oversensitive. Whereas Steve Martin, actually, who is not necessarily the most sensitive guy on the planet, (laughs) did something very well this past week or two. Um, Someone sent him a tweet and he made a racist response that was really pretty hurtful. I think it was probably off the cuff he wasn't thinking, and we all know that Steve Martin isn't exactly, you know, a real hearts and flowers kind of person. But when he got the deluge of angry tweets that he frankly deserved, what he said was, to those whom I offended, I apologize. It seems like a subtle distinction, but it isn't, because what it recognizes is that some people would look at the joke, see it as a joke, and not be offended. Mm-hmm. Other people would look at the joke understand that it was racist and be deeply offended. So he apologized to the people he offended. I thought it was brilliant. And there was no if involved. So you you can't put any conditions on your apology. You really can't. Now, later on, you can explain where you were coming from. Um, I had somebody ask me recently when they said, you know, can I say, um, I'm sorry if I offended you. That wasn't my intention. All right, there you've got two problems. For one thing, if I offended you, you know you offended me, or or you wouldn't be apologizing. But also, you immediately turn it into a defensive thing. Whereas if you say, I offended you, I'm sorry. That wasn't my intention, but I offended you, and I'm sorry. The valence becomes very different. Now, you are an attorney. I am. I remember seeing some brochure from my car insurance company years ago says, if you're ever in an accident, do not get out and say, Gee, I'm sorry, because that could, could in some contexts be interpreted as an admission of liability. You know, I understand that that's out there. And, you know, I am an attorney. I've been practicing for several years. But I also know that if you're liable, it's because you pulled into somebody, not because you said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand that that's out there. And it comes from the lawyer's desire never to yield a point to the other side. Because if, if you say, I'm sorry, then the other side is going to try to turn that into an admission of guilt. But it's really what you did that creates the lawsuit, not that you said, I'm sorry. This is why I think the medical profession is so far ahead of the rest of us. The doctors have not wanted 
to tell patients, gee, I can't talk to you, the hospital attorneys won't let me. Mm -hmm. Understandably, they're healers. They're, they're not litigators. And they were very troubled that when mistakes were made, and they are, because doctors are human and stuff goes wrong, that they couldn't talk to their patients, talk to the families, and explain what happened and why. What has happened is the medical profession has started doing that. And in fact, there are now in many states laws that say if you apologize or express regret, that can't be used against you in court. It, I was just going to say, is there a distinction, either grammatically or legally, between an expression of regret and an apology? For example, if a doctor says, I'm so sorry your son has died, he hasn't said the words, I'm sorry I let your son die, or I'm sorry I killed your son. He's saying, I'm sorry your son has died. Is that too fine a distinction? I don't think so. Now, I know there are lawyers who would disagree with me, but I'm of the opinion that things come out, facts surface, and that the more direct we are with one another, the more honest we are with one another, the less likely we ultimately are to end up in court. I had a, a friend who got himself in trouble because he made a pretty significant mistake on a mathematical calculation for a client. That, oh, by the way, he could have buried. Um, we talk about this in the book. But he decided he was going to pull himself together and do the right thing. And he called his client and said, I made a mistake. I need to come in and talk to you. He did. He went in. He showed them what he'd done. He apologized. Not only did he not get sued, he's got the best reputation in his community because he is a very honest person that his clients know they can trust to tell the truth, even when it's not to his advantage. Wow. All right. Now, medicine and politics and show business aside, if it's just you and me, is there ever a time when I should apologize if I don't mean it? I don't think there's ever a time you should apologize when you don't mean it, but I do think there are times when you need to think about why you should mean it. Maybe you're not sorry for something you did, but you can always do things better because we're human beings and we make mistakes and we fall short. I think what you can say is, I know I needed to do X and Y and Z, but I've upset you. I'm sorry. I know I needed to cancel our appointment because I had to stay late at work and you were disappointed. I'm sorry. You can say to your child, I missed your school play because I got pulled into a meeting at work and I couldn't get out. I am so sorry I disappointed you. Could you say, is it fair to say, I could have chosen better words? I could have chosen better words. I could have been kinder. I could have been more timely. I could have been more thoughtful. Any of those things. Because what you're really trying to do is get to reconciliation with the other person. You know, life is bumpy. And frankly, we live in a real snarky culture these days. So if particularly with our nearest and dearest, we aren't gentle and we aren't respectful, life becomes very unpleasant. And I want to come back to something you alluded to at the outset, which is the form or the, the medium, I should say, in which mm -hmm. the clearly person to person, eye to eye is probably best. Phone. OK. Can you do it by email? Oh, I don't recommend email. Um, if you have to apologize in writing, and I think that comes with real risk, because the person, for one thing, you may say something you don't really intend to, but the other person will read it in their voice, not yours. So if they're angry, if they're upset with you, if they're spoiling for a fight, the odds of them picking something out that you never intended to say and being angry all over again become greater. Also, if you could have faced them down and you didn't, they'll know that, too. So, I mean, it could have been something that you meant perfectly innocently, and in their voice, it sounds very sarcastic. Exactly. Also, I find there are some people who will pick individual words out of context, 
And An ex-girlfriend like that. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily mean that word that way. Um, I tend to read words in whole sentences. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't. And so I might happen to hit on a word to which they're kind of emotionally allergic. If I talk to you face to face or on the phone, if I can't, at least I have the benefit of your voice. But if we're together and I can see your, your body language, your head movements, your facial expressions, mm. we're much more likely to heal our relationship. But if you have to apologize in writing, I really don't recommend email, text, or God forbid tweets, unless you are Steve <laughs> Martin and you've got to reach out to the world because they're sloppy. But even, all right, in that, let me ask you in that narrow context. Could I not tweet my wife? I'm sorry, I ate the last cupcake. I knew you. I knew you wanted it. Actually, I think Wallace Stevens wrote a poem about that. <laughs> but yeah, you can. But that's a fairly minor transgression, unless it's the See, tenth that, time and, you've done it. At which point? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, and and that's my you know a tweet for a cupcake. You know, a face to face for I betrayed your trust. Yes, in any way, or even. I was late with something that was important to you. I wasn't sensitive enough to something. I said something that embarrassed you in front of someone else. I mean, you know the people in your life, and you know what really pushes their buttons. When you really push their buttons, it almost has to be face-to-face. -face. Should I be really rethinking my own life if I find myself apologizing a lot? Maybe. Um, I think there are people who apologize too much. I've been accused of that occasionally. I have to watch my 10-year-old daughter because she'll apologize for anything and everything right now. And we're, This is a phase we're trying to bring her past. But yeah, if you find yourself apologizing a lot, and particularly if you find yourself apologizing over and over for the same thing, that's the point where it's time to take a look at your life. Now, I've got a whole chapter in the book about learning from your apologies. And, that, and that's one of those things is when you keep making the same mistake over and over, it's time to look at your own motives. Maybe it's innocent enough. I know a lot of people, and I tend to be this way myself, who'll try to pack in 10 minutes of stuff in the last five minutes before they leave to go somewhere because they just trust the universe to run perfectly on time. And then, of course, it doesn't. So they're chronically five, 10 minutes late. That's fairly innocent, although what you're really saying is my tasks are more important than the time of the people who are waiting for me. I've really had to do some soul-searching on that one. But if you find yourself apologizing for lying constantly, if you continually forget to meet somebody someplace or to forget names, mm -hmm. what you're really saying is my convenience is more important than respecting you. I can't be bothered to learn your name. Exactly. <laughs> um, I know so many people. I'm just so important. Not good. <laughs> so it's a matter of saying, okay, I keep making the same mistake. Why? What am I really saying? What do I really think? It can be very humbling, but a little humility is good for the soul. <laughs> That's true. And I'm sorry, but we're just about out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure, Bill. Thanks for having me. Art of the Apology by Lauren Bloom is published by Fine and Con. With Eye on Books, I'm Bill Thompson.